Welcome to the Social Media Church Podcast. I'm Neil Smith, and, and today we have an unexpected episode, an unplanned episode. Uh, I'm on the road, um, and I talked to uh, our new co-host, Aaron Magnuson, earlier today and, and just said, hey, I think we, or Aaron reached out to me and said, I think we need to need to talk about uh, Kobe Bryant and the situation, and uh, some, some churches are responding, and I think a lot of people have reached out to me, and I, and I think to Aaron as well, of I, we don't know how to respond. And I, I think that's where we're going to have a conversation specifically for how to respond right now. But I think also a bigger conversation of how do we respond in these unexpected moments in the future. And so I think it is a critical moment um, for church leaders on social media. Um, Kobe Bryant is consuming social media right now. He's consuming the news and, and for good reason. Um, and so those, those that I think, if you're not aware uh, Kobe Bryant uh, passed away with with nine other people, I believe it was nine other people uh, in That's Los Angeles yeah. in a helicopter uh, with his daughter, and so just devastating news. Um, Aaron, we're gonna we're gonna jump in uh, to this topic, uh, but before we do that, I do want to catch up with you on another subject, and then I want to spend the rest of the conversation around uh, the Kobe Bryant situation. So, Aaron, uh, you did, and before we we got on this podcast to record tonight, uh, you had a a virtual reality small group for the first time. Uh, can you share a little bit about what that is and what you did? Yeah. So just got literally just got off. It's a good thing. This isn't uh, being videoed because I, I have the virtual reality face marks on my <laughs> <laughs> around my eyes right now. But uh, yeah, we uh, started, we just had a round of community groups uh, signups at one and all. And I, I really wanted to, uh, get our church to start thinking about virtual reality. And so um, uh, I started a virtual reality group, uh, which is as simple as people who have uh, VR gear. Um, I think all of us that were on the, on, on this particular call, there was, there was just three of us tonight, but uh, we all had uh, Oculus yeah. uh, quests. Um, and then uh, one of the participants had it die and they hopped back in with a, with their rift. But um yeah, it's, it's purely a group that meets in virtual reality. And so I think we're testing out. Uh, I know that our good friend DJ Soto has many groups uh, in their whole world uh, and their whole community functions in virtual reality. Um, but we entered into Rec Room uh, and there's, it seems like there's predominantly three spaces that you can meet, Alt Space, uh, Rec Room, and VR Chat. And we went into rec room just because there's activities to do. And so we hopped in there. Uh, we played a game of capture the flag paintball nice. uh, in a, uh, in, in a, in a private, a private game that we had set up. I think in the future we might be able to do something uh, in a more public setting and then um, go back to uh, a, a more private place to, to have prayer. But our group is, is just as simple as uh, getting together. We'll uh, interact, hang out, do stuff play games, which is why rec room is appealing. And then uh, we just end our time in prayer. Uh, and then we offline uh, stay in communication. Kind of our, our home base is in uh, an app called telegram, mm -hmm. uh, which um, after talking to DJ and I haven't talked to Nils about this yet, we need to do a whole episode probably on telegram uh, Nils, you just got back from India. And so there's a whole bunch of stuff on WhatsApp. So there's some really yep. good content coming down the pipe. Uh, uh, for you guys and for our audience. So, so stay tuned for that. But yeah. um, so we'll just continue interacting outside of virtual reality in 
telegram. Nice. Um, but yeah, as far as gathering together, we just hop in there and, and do that. But, but, but our life group, like I was sitting on my bed. Uh, I don't know where, uh, uh, Sebastian is his name and, and Johnny, I don't know where they were, but they were just in their house somewhere. Uh, yeah. but you meet in virtual, virtual reality. Nice. I love it, man. I, I can't wait. We'll, we'll probably do a whole episode as you get a, a few weeks into this, yes. uh, about how this works and, and what you're learning, what you're experiencing. And so I thought it was fascinating. I wanted to bring it up. Uh, but, but we're obviously, um, in this episode wanting to focus on, uh, Kobe Bryant. And so I wanted to just bring that up uh, for a future episode. But yeah. Aaron, you're, you're, you're there in Southern California. You're a sports fan. I'm, I'm a sports fan. Jay Cranda, um, who, you know, his previous co-host on here is a massive uh, Lakers fan. What's, uh, what was your experience, Aaron? Maybe how did you find out what, um, what, what's been kind of the, ex- your experience around um, the, the, accident with Kobe Bryant yeah uh it was it was actually a really interesting progression uh and kind of prompted me even more to want to talk about it on here make sure that we did an episode but I uh was approached by uh one of the pastors this happened on, on Sunday obviously and so I was at work um and uh I was approached by one of the one of the pastors and they looked uh terrible like they had really important news to tell me um and, uh, and, and he let me know that, that Kobe Bryant had died, uh, in, in a helicopter crash and that, and this had just happened. And so they, they didn't know anything about his daughter at that point. And, um, and when I got the news transparently to our audience here, I, I was confused at first why he, why this was told to me in such a, a somber tone in any time somebody dies, particularly a celebrity, um, uh, and not just a celebrity, but a celebrity with so much influence and magnitude um dying so young i I don't want to diminish uh death in any way but it was he told it to me as if he knew kobe bryant like as if a a personal family member of his died uh and that was interesting to me at first and um i was actually getting ready to leave and so i passed probably three or four or five more people all of whom felt compelled to tell me uh this news to make sure that i knew um, and probably, uh, and, and so the first thing I did is hopped on Twitter, uh, which I think is just so interesting, uh, the, that being the knee jerk reaction to, to get the best and fastest news, uh, Twitter was the place that, that I knew that I needed to be to do that. Um, and you see the whole ecosystem, the whole world, uh, reacting. So every sector, uh, from, uh, heavily political sectors like CNN, Fox news to, uh, the athletics world. Um, I, people ripping ESPN for, uh, just being so enamored with the pro bowl and not having any sort of a strategy as if you would think to have a strategy to, uh, shift gears and start delivering horrific news that way. Uh, it really just caught people all off guard, but, um, uh, and I'm curious to, to hear your thoughts, Nils, but, but I think the progression that I went through is I started realizing, uh, wow, this this is not just big here in Southern California. This is big everywhere, not just for Laker fans, but um, people had so much memory and emotions. And I was talking to my wife about this uh, wrapped up in Kobe Bryant, that it's almost like they did lose a family member. 
and I saw a whole bunch of stuff on social media, uh, people saying, Kobe, I never met you, but you brought my family together. Yeah. And so there were so many people that had experiences watching Kobe that you knew where you were at any given moment for the big shots that he made, the big games that he played in to where losing that was actually uh, legitimately devastating for people who never met Kobe. Uh, and that's, that's when I started realizing, wow, there's an opportunity that I have here uh, to start reaching out to people and start talking on social media in a pastoral way uh, for people who um, really feel like they lost a family member. Uh, and instead of treating it like, wow, a celebrity died, really thinking, wow, there's people who are hurting here. And our, one of the first prayers that came to my head was like, God, please use this uh, to reach people. Um, and so uh, I just thought, man, I should really be leveraging social media and how I talk about this on social media as a pastoral way, not just a, wow, I'm really sad, a really great basketball player died. Yeah. But Nels, I'd be curious to hear what, what kind of your reaction was, your experience. Yeah, I, I think it was it was shock um, in that we had just gotten home from church and Katie kind of said, hey, I, I don't know if it's 100%, but TMZ just reported that Kobe Bryant died. Mm. Like, what? And uh, and she said, yeah, there's not, nobody else has reported it. And so I, but uh, yeah. And so same thing, I, I went to Twitter and it seemed to be, confirmed by a couple other sources and, and then just more and more news came out and um it and it it was uh you know I, I think Aaron it was it was one of those those moments where it I I'm not a Lakers fan and I'm right. uh was never a huge Kobe Bryant fan but he's a yes. guy that's about my same age. Um and and I think it just kind of brought up one of those moments of why him? Why now? You know, like yeah. it's not like he was a drug overdose. It's not like he was, you know, like um, he literally just got in the wrong helicopter at the wrong time. You know, and yes. that, that reality is, is I get in on an airplane every day, or I, we get in cars, and yep. uh, it, it it is. It's just one of those like when you're going about your day and just you know, Kobe couldn't have planned on that. Nobody could plan on that, and and just the devastation that can happen in a moment um that's nobody's fault and it's just hard to process and then when you hear that it was his daughter was on, on there yes. with him it was even more and you know being a dad yep just Bo like both of us moments. being dads of daughters yeah exactly. it's like it's really like, close to home man i i cannot even imagine um and, and so and to think about his other daughters that aren't uh, totally are going to grow up the rest of their lives without their dad. And uh, it, it's just, it's devastating from the personal effect of we're aware of Kobe. Now the reality is, and I think the other side, and I've heard some people say, well, are we making too big of a deal about this? Because people die unexpectedly unplanned and in devastating ways every day, you know, and, yeah. and practically the Kobe's family is going to have, they're going to have plenty of money, you know, if the rest of their life, they, they don't right. have to figure out how they're going to pay their bills tomorrow now that their dad died. Yes. Um, but look, they lost their dad. It's, it's, and, and I'd say many people lost their hero. Yes. Um, and it makes you ask a lot of questions. Um, and, and so I think, you know, what, what really kind of re resonated with me was just kind of the wow moment for me is I, I was doing laundry yesterday. And, and so I was going up and down the elevator 
and my neighbor on the, on the 12th floor who I don't talk to a whole lot, we immediately get on the elevator. She's like, did you hear the Kobe news? I was like, yeah, it's so sad. And we talked, you know, for the minute and a yeah. half of the elevator of, and you just don't know. Um, and it, 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 no, I didn't share the gospel with her on the elevator, right. but I, it allowed me a vulnerable conversation with my neighbor. Um, and it, so I think it's, it's just this real moment. And I think as, as a, as a pastor and as a church leader and as a neighbor and as a friend, uh, and as a dad, you know, like you, this is one of those moments where one for our congregants, we have to kind of go back to that. Why do bad things happen to good people? Yes. Uh, why, why, um, what, what do you know, like what, why, why does, why did God let this happen to Kobe? And, and I think, and I want to, I want to even add to this story of some people would say Kobe was a bad guy because he cheated on his wife many years ago. And I think in many ways, that aspect of his life was actually one of the redemption of and the restoration of his marriage and how he kind of came back from that uh, to live a life that now I don't know if he was a believer. I don't, I don't know a whole lot about his personal right. life, but I know he carried himself uh, with such grace on and off the court from everything I saw. And he had a dark moment uh, and he, um, he endured that um, with grace right. from my perspective. And so I would say that's even part of that story. Um, and so I think we have to, one, be ready to just help our congregants, our kids, our people that are wrestling with that as believers of why would a good God let this happen to a good man and, and this 13-year-old daughter? Um, that's, that's hard to explain and answer. And, and then the other side is I think we have to also be ready for those that are beginning to ask questions about life because they're right. it's giving a perspective on life that man my life could end at any moment you know and i'm i'm not thinking about eternity and afterlife and things like that and in a moment like this just like you know 9-11 after 9-11 was one of the biggest surges in church history yes um, and so so things like this can can be ministry moments uh, and it's not something to take advantage of but it's it's totally. something to be ready for um, as, as ministry leaders. So yeah, I just rambled a ton, Aaron. I'm, I'm curious your thoughts as, as you've seen <laughs> we as both rambled. churches and pastors <laughs> begin to, to respond uh, to the Kobe Bryant situation. What, what do you feel like maybe some have done right? And what have some, some have done wrong uh, in, in this, uh, in this moment? Yeah, I think, we talk about this one a lot, Nils, and it is uh, don't don't overthink it. Don't yeah. overthink. Gosh, should we should we be making a big deal about this? Um, I, the the nature of that question, I think, is silly, particularly in this case, because it it is so evident what one person uh, had, at least emotionally, uh, the connection that he had with so like so many people like every Lakers fan ever uh, certainly the city of Los Angeles uh, here where I live um, and just and even people like us I mean you're a Spurs fan I'm a Blazers fan and and I uh, basketball isn't even like the main sport that I follow but we all have an opinion we all have some sort of a memory of Kobe Bryant yes. uh, and then to know what he was doing post basketball uh, seeing all the stories about what he's doing for uh, women's basketball um, for, for just the, the women's gender in general. Uh, and so the legacy that he was starting to lead um, 
after his playing career. And it's just like, what do you do with this? And so when this happened, uh, everybody, because we all have an impact uh, or were impacted by Kobe in some way, wanted to honor him in some way by just sharing our condolences. Not only did a great player, great father, uh, husband, dad die, uh, but he died with his daughter and with uh, other families uh, doing a routine thing. Of course, we don't go to our kids' sporting events in helicopters. Um, and if you do, uh, maybe we, we need that. Nils and I would love to talk to you. Um, but uh, he was just doing a, a sporting weekend with his daughter and families on, on the club team. Like it was a very normal event. And so when that happens, uh, you, there's some extra honor that you want to give uh, you want to relate to him as a dad um, and those sorts of things. And so I was looking, this is where it gets practical for our listeners. I was looking for stuff to share. Yeah. Uh, and so there was a couple of uh, former teammates that I had who had pictures with him, whether it was him coming to speak uh, to the team or, or some interaction. So I shared some of that stuff, but I was looking for something personal to share because of course I can go get a stock image off of Google and share that. Uh, but what I was craving was something in my ecosystem that was honoring Kobe Bryant in a more personal way than what I could do. Uh, in order to share that. And I'm specifically talking about Instagram stories. Yeah. Uh, and so what I really appreciated is the churches and the pastors who came out and said something because there was people looking to share their posts into their stories. Uh, and so the two people that I looked to the fastest um, were Michael Todd, and not in this order. I actually looked in, in the reverse order and Carl Lentz, yeah. um, both of whom, uh, I would assume would have either met Kobe or had massive stock with Kobe, uh, yeah. or would have certainly had the right words as a, as a Christian to honor Kobe Bryant. Uh, and both of them obviously very busy, uh, on a Sunday <laughs> on a regular Sunday during the calendar year. I still haven't seen Carl Lentz post. Uh, I'm sure there's a, a good reason for that. Uh, but Michael Todd came out with like three or four or five posts today. Uh, one of which I shared cause it was timely. It was worded well, and it was what I wanted to say yesterday. And so my encouragement for our listeners as pastors, there's people that want to hear what you have to say about this issue uh, or about anything that happens, very similarly to how we talked about Kanye, uh, but for different reasons, they want to hear it from you and then they want to be able to uh, share that. And so um, I, even, even the church's page, uh, there were some churches that, that did a good job of, of honoring Kobe Bryant. Um, so I wouldn't say anybody did anything outright wrong. Cause I don't think there's a wrong way to honor somebody. I mean, I guess if they, if they were making judgments on whether it went to heaven or hell, which I did not see any of that, nor I, I would hope I would never see that. Yep. Um, but I think the one wrong I saw was people just not acknowledging it. Yeah. Uh, and somebody that is so massive, whether you're a sports cultured church or not, whether you're here in LA or not, Frankly, if you are in LA, I don't think our church posted anything about it. Uh, not not to throw shade on our church, but especially living in LA, you should probably alter what you're gonna what posts you have planned to go up coming off of the weekend and yeah. and say something about that. Uh, but but I think the miss if if anybody did anything wrong, it was not doing something. And Nils, you and I talk about yeah. this all the time. We want to see you do something. Yes. What well, and Aaron, I I feel like I. 
um, I relate more than ever in in this moment, in this situation. And, and honestly, I, I'm surprised I actually didn't have any clients reach out to me asking me what to do. I had some mm. friends ping me, you know, and just say, I, I'm not sure what to do. So uh, that's where, where this conversation became so important. Yes. Uh, and, and I think it's interesting because a lot of the organizations I work with aren't churches. They're, they're nonprofit organizations, ministries, small mm-hmm. businesses. And, um, but I think everybody had maybe a, um, should have said something, you know, and even, even yes. I'm thinking that I should have probably even been more proactive in that. And then I personally, I didn't post anything because I, I didn't know what to say. Um, yes. And I overthought it um, and I didn't say anything. And, and, and I, you know, and I'm not a pastor, you know, in this season of my yeah. life, but I do have a significant following. Um, and I do, this was a significant issue or moment for me that I've been yeah. processing for the last 24 hours. Um, and, and I haven't said anything. So I get that, that feeling of, I don't know what to say. Um, and, and so here's, here's what, and Aaron, I think you're exactly right. I mean, I think you need to say something. Um, and I just looked up Carl's, uh, Lentz's Instagram as well. and surprised he hasn't said anything as well. He didn't have a story going either. So the, there's a couple check marks that you can check where it's clear he's been dead. Like he hasn't been posting around it. He just yeah. hasn't been posting at all. Uh, yeah. But I did think that that was interesting. Such a predominant basketball pastor yes. at that level. Uh, I, and you might, I mean, I know that Brian Houston is in town currently. And so I don't know if, if there's some stuff going on with that, but yeah. um, there, there's certainly grace that I have, but he's somebody that I would want to share his totally. stuff if he had something to say, cause he's going to say it the best. Absolutely. Well, and, and what, so one of my, one of my clients is Alan Houston, who's a, oh, true. the Knicks, and he, he immediately posted something. And then the Knicks GM uh, who I've met um, through Alan uh, posted and, and just really special moments um, of their personal relationships with Kobe. And um, it's, 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 it's interesting to see. It's, it's just, it's so heartbreaking. And so if I, if I were to just give some practical advice today um, coming out of this podcast is if you haven't posted, I think you should. Um, and I think yep. you post personally as a pastor yeah. um, on your personal accounts of, and, and post what, what your post your condolences, whatever that message is for you to Kobe Bryant and the others affected. Um, because this affected obviously a lot of people. Um, That's right. And I think people need to hear you as a ministry leader personally, how you are processing and how you uh, pray and respond to. That's right. And, and then I think there's there's something from your church uh, of, you know, I don't think you need to go put out a press release, but I think maybe it's a Facebook Live or a one minute video, or maybe it's just an email, a written email to your congregation yeah. of, we've all heard this news. Um, and, and maybe it's even, I'm going to preach about why bad things happen to good people this Sunday. Yeah. Uh, Cause I think we all need to process it. I, I think there is a necessary response because this is a cultural moment right now. And that as pastors and ministry leaders, we need to be speaking into our culture from a biblical perspective. Yes. Um, and, and our congregations and our communities are looking to us as ministry leaders and social media is the platform that they look to to hear from us. Um, and so I think it's, it's, you know, I think you figure it out for you of what platforms and where to communicate and what to communicate, but I think you need to communicate 
condolences and I think you need to speak to um, the the just biblical understanding of of how wh- where's God in this situation so whether you do that on a Facebook live or an Instagram live or in the Instagram post um, or in your sermon next Sunday and you send out an email uh, communicate that to your congregation and community and I, and I would say it's probably multiple communication paths uh, that yeah. you want to communicate that but I, I do think this is um, this story um, is is not you know, we're not going to be talking about Kobe Bryant in this manner for years and years and years as consuming it as it is but for the next few weeks um, this is going to be top of mind for almost everyone yeah okay um, and we're going to start hearing stories and I, I watched a story uh, earlier on YouTube of one of the other uh, the others that was the coach that was in the helicopter she lost uh, leaving three uh, three daughters behind as well and it's just like uh, and it was the dad was on the phone, just like, I don't, he's like, I don't even know what we're going to do. Uh, yeah. And the devastation is so real. And so it wasn't just Kobe, but we know Kobe and, and yes. we experienced him. So, so I think, I think we need to respond. And I think this is a serious moment. And that's why you and I, uh, Aaron, I'm exhausted. Uh, but when you ping me, it was like, we've got to have this conversation and we've got to share yeah. this conversation. Uh, and I am, when we get off, I'm going to stay awake until, um, this processes and I'm going to upload it and it's going to be live uh, because it's, this is just an important conversation. So Aaron, I, I think let's wrap up this conversation. I, I yep. would love if you have any final thoughts, if you'd share those. And then also if you just take a moment and just pray uh, for the pastors and the ministry leaders uh, and how they effectively respond uh, in this moment. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think a, a quick final thought would be um, we live in a day and age the reason that this podcast exists, the reason that Nils and I get so passionate uh, about social media and your ministry is because uh, when things like this happen, we have the tools in our tool belt, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, to pastor immediately and quickly. Uh, And yes, people die every day. uh, But when some people die, like a Kobe Bryant, it catches the attention of the, of the magnitude of the, uh, uh, of a large populace of people. Uh, and they, uh, when it is so young, so shocking, a father and a daughter, uh, so many other people on that, on that helicopter, it causes people to ask the question that, that the gospel is the answer for. Uh, and so we so desperately want you to be equipped for the, all the best times of your ministry online to highlight that. But, but in these low times when we might be uh, um, tempted to freeze or pause or hesitate, uh, we want you guys to be equipped so that you don't have to hesitate. You know, Oh, I have a quick outlet. I have a tool. I have social media to get on here and help some people that are looking for answers right now in this moment. Uh, And maybe it's as simple as doing what we're about to do right now, which is pray, but hop on there and, and say a prayer, get on, get on the live and just, uh, and say a prayer with, with a group of people because, um, we've been equipped with tools in this day and age to respond quickly. And when we don't respond quickly, uh, we become less relevant and people don't look to us because there's no voice there. And so we need to have a voice there because our voice is the one with the answers, uh, that are actually going to help pastor people through terrible times like this. So uh, if you all would, 
listeners, uh, just join me in praying for uh, this terrible, terrible moment. Jesus, we come before you and, and we are, uh, we're grateful and we're thankful um, for prayer in times like these. And we're grateful for your spirit uh, that uh, can translate these prayers, uh, even when we don't have the words um, to put together. Uh, we just ask for uh, immediately all of the families, the immediate family uh, who has experienced loss, uh, that your um, spirit would be there comforting, um, guiding, uh, maybe changing lives even. Uh, in this moment. And we ask that uh, while all of this is fresh, that there would be um, a body of believers uh, that come around these families um, who show them love, who show them grace, compassion, uh, support uh, to get them through um, one of the, if not the hardest times in any of their lives. And God, I ask that uh, our listeners, uh, to the social media church podcast that they would be equipped uh, to do their ministry uh, starting with this moment and continuing with this moment, God, um, to pastor the people who are following their lead uh, for when bad things like this happen to good people. And there's lots of confusion um, just that uh, the leaders who are listening to this podcast would uh, have the wisdom and the knowledge and the guidance by your spirit to uh, impact um, the people who are at a pivotal point in their faith, looking for answers, trying to identify um, where to go next and how to deal with these things that uh, you would put ideas uh, into the minds of our listeners, God. Um, and we just pray for uh, all of those who are now asking questions uh, because of one man's death. Um, we just ask God that you would uh, allow them to find you uh, and have their lives changed for the better because of it. And, and I just ask that um, our, our use of social media and our uh, ability to pastor people, uh, not just in the physical, but also in the digital, uh, that there would be people who meet you for the very first time, uh, even in tragic situations like this. We ask God that you would turn uh, what the enemy meant for evil into good uh, in this moment. And I'm, we just are very thankful for... Uh, the leadership of Nils uh, and the, the guidance of this podcast uh, as we all figure out this digital world together um, so that we can see broken people healed. And we pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Aaron, thanks for praying and, and, and the word you shared. Um, as you move on um, from this, um, this episode, I, I want to encourage you, the listener, to um, to share with us uh, how, how it is that you process this and what it is you do from a ministry perspective. Aaron and I would love uh, to get your DMs on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook uh, yes. or however you can get that to us and, and share with us uh, what you're doing. And let's, let's be a community uh, growing and learning together and, and responding uh, together. Uh, we appreciate so much uh, you taking this moment to listen to this podcast and, and hope it's a, a blessing to your ministry. We'll talk to you on the next episode.